0: It's time to unleash the expert. What is he an expert on? Relationships, sex, spirituality, and rediscovering yourself beyond the trauma. Get ready to unleash more purpose, passion, and pleasure in your life. Here's the expert himself, Mr. Brandon Patrick. Welcome to the Brandon Patrick Show. Good to have you back. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm excited for, for today. I'm excited for today's topic. Before I get into that, a reminder about my women's healing journey group, reclaim your heart group. Uh, it's starting in just a little over a month from the time that I'm recording this. Um, so go, if you're interested, go over to the brandonpatrickshow.com and click on the healing journey. It's going to be a journey. It's going to be awesome. It's going to challenge you. It's going to push you. It's going to help you heal heal your deepest wounds and your trauma. And we're going to do it together. And I will guide you. I'll give you the tools. I'll give you the things that will challenge you. Um, but you're going to have to do the work. So uh, I'd love to have you join me. Uh, I do it by application um, because it is a challenging group. And I need people who are motivated and I don't want anyone bringing the group down. So I would love to have you apply. I'll check out your application. let's get you going. starting January 4th. Uh, it's Thursdays at 10 a.m is when the group will be 10 to 11:30. So okay, um, talking about uh, healing, I just want to start today by going over some some statistics that are, I think pretty fascinating. And uh, I have a theory and this episode is about my theory, uh, but there is some data that backs up my theory if I put the pieces together. So um, to start, let's just talk about uh, mental health in the United States a little bit. So at any given moment, on average, uh, there is 17.8% of the population is suffering with depression. That's a lot of people. That is a staggering number of people all around us. So almost one in five of the people you see today or talk to today has depression. That's, that's not okay. Um, uh, in, in any given year in the United States, 32.1% of people experience some form of substance abuse. And uh, 93.5% of people with substance-related issues don't seek help or treatment for for the problem. So most people are just living with it, uh, dealing with it. They're addicted and they live day to day and that's the way it goes. Um, And that uh, is a lot of people. Um, Females are diagnosed at a higher rate than males are with mental health disorders. Um, females are diagnosed at 7%. So 7% of all females have some kind of mental health issue. Males are diagnosed at 4.2%. And that there could be different reasons for that statistic. Maybe females seek help more. And so they get diagnosed more often. Um, maybe it, maybe the, the stresses and the things that females deal with, it pushes them into some mental health problems. Um, I don't know. I don't know what, where that, statistic comes from, but that's the case. Females are diagnosed more than males. Uh, they estimate that the impact of mental health problems on our economy is up over a trillion dollars of lost productivity. Um, so it is affecting uh, us on a micro level as individuals, but it affects us you know, as a whole um, quite a bit as well. And that's an interesting statistic that I'm going to come back to because it's a, it's a complicated one. Um, and the reason is, is because I think one reason why we have a lot of mental health problems is because we're so focused on productivity that then it, it comes at the cost of our productivity because we have, we end up with mental health disorders. Um, and I'll talk more about that one in a little bit. Um, so 21% of Americans have some uh, mental health condition. Okay. So when I talk about substance abuse, 32.1 have some, like maybe they have an instance of substance abuse. Um, 21% of Americans have an actual mental health disorder or condition. And... uh I, I'm getting these statistics from uh good sources, you guys. It's this is from the National Institute of Mental Health. Um, some of these statistics are also from the American Psychological Association. So the these statistics are are crazy. Like, I, I think it's something that we've come to be like, well, it's how it is. We're kind of used to it. You're like, yeah, Uncle So-and-so's depressed, and Aunt So-and-so has you know, anxiety so bad that she can't even function, but it is what it is like on with life. You know, hopefully it doesn't hit me. Um, well, good chance. It probably will. Like it, there's a decent shot that you'll experience some mental health condition. And if you're, if you're listening to me, then maybe you already have. Um, And I think there's a reason for this. And I think there's a hidden reason that I want to expose and talk about. And I, and I hope that you guys can hear the underlying issue here of my theory. Um, we are sick, we are ill as a society and we don't stop very often and say, why? 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 When I do therapy, it's interesting because people come in to my practice and they say, Brannon, I have this problem. My marriage is difficult. I have depression. I can't stop drinking, whatever it is. I have this issue. And the answer is not, well, stop being depressed. Well, don't drink. Um, you know, stop being a jerk to your spouse. That does that's not the answer. So what we do in therapy is we dig. We dig down, dig down. The more you dig, what you what you start to discover is that somebody is creating these outcomes in their life as a result of beliefs and frameworks that they live under. They have a a construct, a paradigm, a perspective, and because of that perspective, they act and respond a certain way in the world. Um, they, They go out and they think a certain way and they do certain things, and those things lead to certain consequences and certain outcomes. And a lot of times they're unconscious of the framework. They're unconscious of the paradigm, the perspective. They're just in it. And because they're just in it, they just keep creating the same thing again and again and again because they, they're they not even aware that that's the thing driving the behaviors that are ending up with the outcomes that they're getting. We are doing that as a society. We are sick, and but we're not stopping and getting conscious as to why. So I hope my theory will help expose as to why. But it's interesting when you uncover uh, belief systems, oftentimes there's pushback. There's pushback of, of well, no, I don't like what you're saying because I'm used to this paradigm and I'm going to defend this thing because that's what I hold dear to. That's what I'm used to. Those are my beliefs. So when you bring up something new... um that makes me a little uncomfortable which is interesting because the belief system is causing all this suffering so to challenge that belief system it makes it makes you uncomfortable and so you can see the stuckness all right you guys ready for my theory here's my theory and uh i <laughs> i'm going to say it and i'm going to ask you to not turn this off immediately when i say it and to hear me through okay um so here's my theory. Our belief and worship in a masculine god only is leading to poor mental health. In other words, shifting to a a greater belief and worship of a divine feminine would improve our mental health. So I want you to stop for just a second, check in with yourself and ask how that sat with you. Are you excited to hear what I'm going to say about this? Are you nervous? Did it give you the EB a little little bit? Like did your skin crawl? Ugh. Um it's interesting because I I've run these retreats for years. Um <clears throat> and it, with the retreat work, it's it's different than just therapy because we talk a lot about God and uh, we cross over into that realm more. Um, with my clients, I talk a lot about God too. But at the retreat, we're doing specific spiritual connecting to God work. Um, I think I've heard the Divine Feminine mentioned once, maybe, well, maybe twice, in all, in all the years that I've run these retreats. And and that and and guess who mentioned it? It was me. <laughs> Um, I've run women's retreats. I've run men's retreats. Um, when I bring up God and how much God loves me, and I talk about them, and I talk about they, and I talk about her, um, there's this there's this strange eye glaze that happens to the people who I'm talking to. Um, they hear it, and they just can't quite comprehend it, or I get the, a feeling of rejection to what I'm saying it's uncomfortable it's blasphemous um it's it's not okay to even bring up the divine feminine what like what we're talking about god and we can't talk about the divine feminine um the movie the shack we actually we we show that movie at our retreat sometimes and uh, that movie, God is depicted as a black woman. And I know people that, that, uh, despite all of the goodness in that movie, hated that movie because God was a black woman in that movie. Um, Because we have to hold firm to God being a white male God that is just very masculine. Um and I believe this causes us big problems. So it's it's uh uh the, the the one thing that I I hear and one of the the kind of justifications for the, you know not the lack of presence of the divine feminine in a lot of religions is, well we we want to respect her so much that we don't want to talk about her. Okay. It's interesting because i go to Peru and I've been to Peru a couple times and um Pachamama is spoken of and talked about and worshiped um every bit as much as the the masculine god and um Pachapapa is is I believe what they call him. Um but Pachamama is is revered and respected and it's interesting because it doesn't feel like when i go down there that they're doing something bad or wrong by honoring her and um so i i think it's a very immature and elementary belief to believe that the masculine or masculinity is threatened by the feminine um that it's some kind of power play that if we worship the divine feminine more than that means we're going to like forget about the the masculinity and the importance of masculinity um uh, that's actually the it's actually the opposite um femininity loves masculinity and masculinity loves and honors femininity like healthy masculinity not toxic masculinity so if the if the feminine rises, so does the masculine. And if the masculine rises, so does the feminine. Now you might be saying, well, then how come the feminine hasn't? Because masculinity has been dominating. There is a difference between toxic masculinity, toxic patriarchy, and healthy masculinity. So we haven't even been under systems of healthy masculinity because had we been under those systems, we would have been worshiping the divine feminine all along. in history there has been times when the feminine was was much more present and prevalent um i've you know just in this last year i've been to anchor wat in cambodia i've also toured around the island um ireland and and talk about history like just long history and you go to anchor watt and what what do you know there's statues and um just things uh, that are feminine everywhere same with in ireland there's um there's like rock things that they that from years ago they've they've built and you can feel the femininity there somewhere along the way we it we we snuffed that out. We 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 did away with it. And you might be listening, thinking like, "Oh no, we haven't." Yes, we have. Um, just this week, uh, within my church, there's been this controversy where a bishop or somebody was having women sit on the stand during church. And sitting on the stand means you're up in the front and you can be seen and an area authority came along and said, oh no, 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 we don't do that. Women don't sit on the stand. What? Why? And what message does that send to my daughters? And what message does that send about the nature of God? God's just man. I believe God is both. And I'm gonna get back to the mental health thing. Don't worry you guys. Just let me rant for just a second here. I believe God is both male and female. Maybe there's two separate gods, maybe not, but God is both masculine and feminine. There's a polarity to it. And when the masculine and feminine energy comes together in in a very healthy polarity, that's when creation happens. The masculine is not dominating the feminine and vice versa. Um, one is supporting the other, and they're very different, um, but very cohesive. Masculinity, toxic masculinity, has led to many of our mental health problems. Um. So a lot of the shame that I've treated around addiction is because people feel like they aren't living up to what they should be. Um, They're not getting the results that they should have. They're not making the money they should have. Uh, They didn't get the grades they should get. Masculinity is all about results. It's about goals. It's about results. um, It's about figuring things out. So if you take a man and this man can't figure some things out, they, they feel like they're a failure they stress about getting to the top they stress about making sure that they they provide and they they get these things done and it it wears them out but they're 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 dominated by this belief that that is what we live by is that if i'm going to make it in this world and if i'm going to be something then i better achieve these things and that's how i get there There's nothing wrong with results and goals and achievement. Nothing wrong with that. But when that's all we get, then that's what we think the purpose of this life is. Only. And it's not balanced by something else. And when it is balanced by something else, then achievement and that femininity can support a person to do it without feeling all the shame. Masculinity is about strength. It's about results. It's about steadiness. It's about being constant. So when we live in a culture that is, you know what, if if you're feeling not well for the day, you go to work anyways and pound it out. Or you know what, like if you're a woman and you're you know, you're in your cycle and you're having a day where you're just feeling like you want to rest, you better not. Better not use your sick day on that. Um, You need to go anyways. You need to force yourself. You need to make yourself because we're about the results. Femininity, in contrast, and I'm not saying it's better because it is not better. It's different. Femininity um, is about presence, and it's about experience. So masculinity is goal oriented, and it's about results. Femininity, so masculinity, kind of lives more in the future. To be honest with you, it's about like working hard and figuring it out and getting to the top of that mountain. Femininity is like you know halfway up the mountain and smelling the wildflowers, and noticing the sunset. And not so concerned about getting to the top there, um, but really concerned about the grass beneath your toes, and the grass beneath your feet. Oh, it just feels good, right? Um, getting to the top of that mountain feels good too. We don't stop and smell the wildflowers enough. And um According to the, the American Psychological Association, uh, mindfulness is effective uh, for treating anxiety and depression. There's more and more research coming out that mindfulness is a huge piece to uh, mental health. So mindfulness is about being present. Mindfulness is is feminine. Um here here's a statistic that I like. Uh 98% of studies show that there's a positive correlation between good mental health and nature. That's from the National Institute of Health. 98% of studies. Now nature is nature feminine. You ever heard of Mother Earth? Um think about what nature does and this has been my experience um when i'm stressed um when i'm uh just kind of spinning or got a lot on my mind um i i i go for a walk let's say i go for a walk in the mountains i take my dogs out or i'll go sit in the river um have that water flow and and really notice the the snow and the trees all around me um i'm being nurtured by nature i'm being held by nature and it's it you know if i try to release all of that tension and all that energy the masculine way it never it never gets released just like trying to work harder to make sure that i'm not stressed doesn't work but when i can go to nature and i can let go and i can just get present all of a sudden that energy releases so if mindfulness and nature are good for your mental health couldn't we couldn't we say that femininity is good for your mental health so when we have a belief that you can only worship a male God and that worshiping a female God actually is blasphemous and wrong and sinful, then we start to live our life in a way where we don't look for opportunities to honor and connect to the divine feminine intentionally. There's a lot of, uh, well, I wouldn't say a lot. I wish there was more, but some women I've seen are waking up to, to this of like, Hey, I don't care what you say. Um, you know, heavenly mother, divine feminine is important to me and I'm going to worship her. Um, and, and I, I love that. Um, where, where I'm a little concerned is how just disconnected and far gone men are from, um, worshiping a divine feminine. The divine feminine is a man's God and a woman's God. The divine feminine is my heavenly mother. I need my mother, even if I'm a man. And it would be good for me to connect to the divine feminine. In fact, it has been. The, the, the reason I speak about this with such conviction, I've had some pretty intense experiences with Pachamama and the divine feminine. Um, it. I tried to release, you know, I'm an empath. I hold a lot of people's pain. Um, and uh, I I just, I can feel people's energy. And I tried to figure out how to release it in all of the conventional ways. Um, and it just wasn't happening. And not until I discovered giving some worship to the divine feminine did I realize that I could release that energy that she could take it for me that she could hold it for me um and so having that worship and that practice for me is just as important as worshiping a divine masculine um just as important both are important um so i got a couple couple more points here uh, one is that the feminine cycle is important for our mental health practice. So what what I mean by that is what I was talking about earlier. Masculinity is constant. It's go, 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 go. Um, it's the sun. Masculinity, it comes up every day. It's bright and it goes down. Uh, femininity cycles. So it's more like the moon. You know, some some nights it's full and bright and vibrant, and some nights it's gone. Um, and we don't take enough time for actual rest um, in our lives. And it would do us all a little bit of good to learn from the divine feminine that we cycle through. There's there's moments of intense productivity, and then there's moments of deep contemplation. Rest, take a break. And I'm not talking about numbing out on your phone or watching TV for three days. I'm talking about having a journal, spending time in nature, um, getting some good, healthy sleep, um, having some deep dreams, getting into that flow state uh, where where you you can you can almost channel truth and feel what's going on that happens in those dark times of rest that happens when you take space from people. Um, it happens when you take space from trying to, you know, hit your goal. I was so proud of my wife. Um, quick story. We, we trained for this marathon. We worked so hard and every week we were doing 16 mile runs, 18 mile runs. Um, and and she was right there with me. She was training. She was training, and uh, lo and behold, uh, the marathon that we had signed up for landed right on the day that her cramps are the the strongest. Um, where and and she she can cramp pretty hard, and um, I thought, well, well, what's she gonna do? In a man's world, you power through that. In a man's world, you suit up, you go up there, and you figure it out. And I'm so proud of her because what she did, despite what others might think about, you know, she'd been talking to everyone about running this marathon and blah, every, you know, there's people going down to watch her. And she let everybody know that I can't run it that day. And she planned her marathon a week later when she was in a more vibrant time of her cycle. And she ran a marathon, her own marathon. We mapped out 26.2 miles. It was a beautiful fall bay. It was somewhat sacred and beautiful and wonderful. And every bit of the style of my wife was running a marathon. And um, it was the right decision to honor herself, honor her body, and um, do it that way. But in our world, most people wouldn't do that. So honoring cycles, taking a break is important. Other things you can do to connect to the divine feminine. Um, I said nature. How often are you getting out in nature and talking to God? And when I say talking to God, I'm saying talking to both masculine and feminine God. But get out in nature, uh, grab a journal, go, you know, grab a comfortable chair and uh, go watch the snowfall or go listen to a creek um, and just see what comes up for you. Things like uh design and feng shui and when places feel really good and beautiful and designed, that's that's feminine energy. There's a reason why most most interior designers are female. So if you're living in a, a place that's just not very nice or looks good, doesn't look good, maybe you remodel a little bit. Make it look nice. That's a way to connect to the feminine. <clears throat> Um, dancing. Dancing is energy and movement, but it's also very present. Turn on your favorite song, dance with your kids. Um, take a dance class, um, but just get lost in, in the music. I talked about this in one of my previous episodes about how life is a dance. Um, doing that is practicing and connecting to femininity. Um, because you're not focused on the mountain, you're smelling the wildflowers. Um, emoting. So having emotions and actually expressing those emotions um, it would benefit everybody, men and women for your mental health to practice uh, feeling emotion and um, expressing emotion. I'm not just talking about crying, but man, if you could cry every day in, in a healthy way and not in just the depressed, shut down way, it would be so good for you. Um, If you can laugh hard, um, love hard, just whatever it is. Uh, I have a daughter who's like, she's just like the most loving, wonderful person ever. And she also has this nuclear side to her and a bomb can go off. So we collect glass and we go break glass together. I think I've talked about that before. We let her anger flow in a controlled, safe way, and that's that's feminine. She's moving, energy in the moment. Um, yoga is is more feminine exercise because it's more present, it's more connected to your body. So anything really that that helps you feel your senses is more more feminine. So things like cooking, um, essential oils uh you know candles uh those type of things help you connect to the moment and help you feel that that energy come in um notice the things that I'm saying if you were to practice these things regularly, my guess is the chances of your uh my guess is that your mental health would be much better. In fact, I pretty much know that. So when we live in a society that doesn't honor and support and just even worship the divine feminine, we are doing ourselves a huge disservice. And I it's time for um the polarity to come back between the masculine and feminine. And if we could live in a world where that was there, we would all be healthier and we would all be happier. Um you guys, if you got to this point, then you're at least open enough to listen to me talk about the divine feminine. So I appreciate that. I would challenge you. I challenge you to worship her in some way this week, um, to to do an intentional practice of connection with her this week. Have a good one. We'll see you guys.